Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special topical study of the Holy Spirit, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Let me have your attention, if you will. Have you ever stopped to think about the intricacies of the body and how amazing the human body is? Did you know, listen, in a 24-hour period, your heart beats 103,689 times, your blood travels 168 million miles, that's 6,720 times around the world. In a 24-hour period, you breathe 23,040 times. You inhale 438 cubic feet of air. You speak, in a 24-hour period, 4,800 words. Maybe more if you're a woman. You exercise 7 million brain cells, some folks less. There are 700 systems of control in your body interacting with each other. The brain has 10 billion nerve cells to record what a person sees and hears. The skin has more than 2 million tiny sweat glands, approximately 3,000 per square inch. All of these sweat glands work together to keep the body at the right temperature. Listen, we could go on and on talking about the intricacies of the human body. But listen, if you think the human body is amazing, think about the church body. It's even more amazing because it functions with flawed parts. God, knowing that it has to function with flawed parts, gave us gifts so that we could function at a higher level. If you've been with us through our study on the gifts of the Spirit, have you been with us in our study on the gifts of the Spirit? Raise your hand, will you? Okay, that's good. You know then all the gifts of the Spirit, and if you don't know, write this down. All the gifts of the Spirit are found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, and Ephesians chapter 4. We talked about 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We moved on to Romans chapter 12. Last week, if you were with us, we talked about the gift of teaching, the gift of exhortation, and the gift of giving. And this morning, we're going to chat about, or this afternoon, should I say, we're going to chat about a really important gift to the church that every Christian should have or should know. And show, what is that? The gift of mercy. I want you to take your Bibles in Romans chapter 12. I've titled this sermon, The Holy Spirit and the Gifts, part 9. Romans chapter 12, saints, we pick up our study in verse 3. If you're looking at verse 3, I need you to say amen. For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. 
For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophesy or prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith or ministry. Remember, we talked about ministry. Now, listen, in your margins in verse seven, underline ministry. And then in the margin, put helps. First Corinthians chapter 12 helps because ministry is the gift of helps. We talked about it in first Corinthians chapter 12. So if you if your gift is ministry or helps, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives, do it with liberality. He who leads. Now, this gift of leading is the gift of administration. So you want to put this an arrow in the margin. First Corinthians chapter 12, administration. He who leads or administers, you do it with diligence. And he who shows mercy, I need y'all to read this last part with me. He who shows mercy, I need everybody who has a new King James Bible to read this with me. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Now stop right there. Give me your attention, the gift of mercy. Listen, there's a negative and a positive to this gift of mercy. Here's a definition for you, the negative, the negative. The gift of mercy is a supernatural ability from the Holy Spirit to hold back punishment or penalty, even though that person rightly deserves it. Negative, the gift of mercy is a supernatural ability from the Holy Spirit to hold back punishment or penalty, even though that person rightly deserves it. And then the positive, the gift of mercy is a supernatural ability from the Holy Spirit to be understanding, compassionate, and loving, to have pity on and show compassion by word or deed. The positive, the gift of mercy is a supernatural ability from the Holy Spirit to be understanding, compassionate, and loving, to have pity on and show compassion by word or deed. Again, I told you each week I'll bring this verse to your attention because it's important. First Corinthians chapter 12 in verses four through seven, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Oh, y'all too quiet for me. Come on, y'all read this with me. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are diversities of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. In other words, saints, give me your attention. You may have the gift of mercy and I may have the gift of mercy and they function differently. You may have the gift of mercy and you love to visit the sick and the shut in. I may have the gift of mercy and I like to minister to the homeless and to those with addictions. I think about uh, Pastor Kevin, you know, Pastor Kevin O'Brien, and he um, has an addiction ministry here at Calvary Chapel. Now, when we think of addictions, we think of, you know, addiction to, to, to drugs, to, to alcohol. But that's not all that he does. That, ad- 
ministry of addictions, we call it one step, is not only in addictions to drugs and alcohol, but sometimes emotional. Sometimes there's healing that needs to take place. So it's not just a ministry. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's not just a ministry of, amen. It's not just a healing uh, a ministry of, of, of drugs. I mean, when you think about addiction ministry, you think about one step, you think about drugs. So everybody in there must be addicted to drugs. No, there's some people that, that have some emotional issues that they, that they need to deal with. And Pastor Kevin does that. So um, you know, I was telling him second service, he and his wife, uh, Mary Grace, they attend uh, second service. And I was telling him second service that that's his gift. And, um, you know, I'm helping a brother out by, by telling him that's your gift. So you don't have to, you don't have to worry. You don't have to figure it out. I told him. <laughs> Amen. That's your gift. So operate in your gift, function in your lane, do, do. And it really is his gift because that really is a gift. I mean, the, the things that, that that man does for this ministry and for this community as a whole, not only the Apex community, but the Raleigh community, um, it really takes a gift of mercy. When somebody calls you up at one o'clock in the morning because you've been arrested for this, that, and the third, and he knows all the judges and all the lawyers down there. I'm putting all his business out, ain't I? He knows all the judges and all the lawyers. Some of y'all know him because he got you out. And he knows all he because he knows all the all the judges and all the lawyers down there. And 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 that's a real gift. And 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 so he has that that gift. I always think of that gift of mercy when I think about him. But you know, the gifts you can have the same gift of mercy. And it operate differently in my life than in your life. And even though the gifts operate differently, they are both from the Holy Spirit. Now listen, mercy is at the heart of the body of Christ. You might not have the gift of prophecy or ministry. You might not have the gift of giving, although we talked about last week. Were you with me? And we talked about the gift of giving. Were you with me last week? Amen. Some of y'all were not here. We were talking about giving last week. Amen. Stop by the book so you get a free copy. Amen. Listen and take notes from the free copy and then come the next week ready to act on that which you know. Amen. So I was explaining last week that although you may not have the gift of giving, because some people have a gift of giving, and generally the person that has the gift of giving, also God has a way of giving that person generally knows how to make money. It's really interesting how the person with the gift of giving knows how to make money because God knows, God blesses that person with that knowledge because he knows that person will know what to do with that money as that person will invest in the kingdom of God to not heap it upon themselves, but that person will give to the kingdom of God. So there's some people that just know how to make money. I mean, have you ever met those people? I mean, they can make money out of pocket lint. I mean, they find pocket lint and make a sweater. And then they make a company selling sweaters. They just know how to make money. And they have a gift of giving. But although you have a gift of giving, we also, as believers, are expected to be giving. Everyone needs to give something. We talked about it last week. I don't want to belabor it, but I do want to say this. That if you call this your church home, then you ought to give something. 
Paul says that we ought to lay aside something. Amen. Uh, I encouraged you last week, take a handful of envelopes and put your gift in the envelope before you get to church. So all you got to do is tuck it in your Bible. So when you walk in the door, you pull it out and drop it in and nobody don't see it. Don't sit by the offering box and write your check. Amen. And then you tear it off. And that checkbook, you guys are really loud perforated. So people go, whoa, he's writing a check. And then you go, I'm putting my check in the offering box. And people go, ooh, he's a giver. Don't do that. Just give something. Everybody ought to give something to to the work of the Lord. You might not have the gift of giving. You might not have the gift of prophecy. You might not have the gift of ministry. You might not have the gift of leading or administration. But when someone cries, you cry. Or someone hurts, you hurt. You have the gift of mercy. And that gift is so needed in the body of Christ. Now, we talked about the gift of teaching. And I told you that the gift of teaching is aimed at the head. We talked about the gift of exhortation and encouragement. And I told you that that gift was aimed at the heart. Well, the gift of mercy isn't interested in your head or your heart. The gift of mercy is aiming for your soul. The person with the gift of mercy is interested in your emotional place. They're interested in your healing. The gift of mercy is the ability to show compassion. Now, I told you the person with the gift of mercy can be a negative. The person with the gift of mercy heretofore called mercies will seek to avoid hurting people's feelings. Mercies will avoid being firm when it's necessary sometimes mercies will agree will be agreeing sometimes when they should be disagreeing last week i told you some folks need a good kick in the swiffer somebody say amen and the keister can you say swiffer and keister in the pulpit i guess i just did some folks need a good kick in the swiffer mercies won't kick that swiffer now let me tell you something that's why i know i don't have this gift I don't, I don't. Pastors in general, you know, interesting. Pastors in general don't have this gift because sometimes you need to show someone mercy and other times you need to give that person a good kick in the swiffer sometimes. So people with the gift of mercy, they look for the good in people. Mercies don't want to hurt anybody. Mercies get caught up in taking up other people's causes mercies try to break the fall for other people. Now, on the positive side, if you have this gift, God bless you. The body of Christ desperately needs this gift, as I said. The body of Christ needs people who will show mercy. Mercies, even though they know a person doesn't deserve mercy, they show it. And not only do they show it, but they look for opportunities to show it. And saints, wake up, look at verse 8. Look at verse 8. Not only do they show it, but they show it with what? Cheerfulness. Mercies are great to be married to. Y'all married couples say amen. Because your wife needs to show you mercy. And you need to show her mercy. Amen. Say amen, y'all. Where you at? Now, just an observation. Note this. I noticed this yesterday. Just an observation. Sanctified imagination, 
I don't know what it actually means, but it's interesting. Notice, look at verse 8. Notice prophecies and ministries are on opposite ends, or mercy is on the opposite ends in the text. You see that? Prophecy and mercy are on opposite ends in the text. You see, the prophet is the one who calls a person out. The prophet says, turn from your idols, repent, turn or burn, get right or get left. The mercy says, yeah, but what about grace and love and mercy while they turn? You see, we got to understand that we're all different and God made us all different and we all don't have the same gift. And even though we all don't have the same gift, Those gifts work together synergistically so that the body might be whole and might, just like your natural body has different parts. It got a hand, got a foot, got a head, got got a neck, uh, legs and central nervous system and arms. And yet it all works together synergistically. So it is true with the body of Christ. There are many different gifts in the body and yet they all work together for the good of the body. For example, a guy is standing at the cafe and he's holding a bottle of orange soda. And some kid runs by and pushes the guy and the bottle falls and shatters. Okay, so five people with five different gifts run up. The person with the gift of helps, he'll say, oh, uh, let's get the paper towels and wipe this up and, and get the orange cones and mark off so that nobody steps around because there's glass. We got to look out. That's the person with the gift of helps. Well, the person with the gift of mercy would say, oh, honey, are you okay? Did that shatter cause you to think about your shattered childhood? (laughs) The person with the gift of teaching will say, you know, you should never run with glass in your hand. Remember, the word glass in the Hebrew and the Greek means, and you're like, whoa. And the person with the gift of administration, well, he'll be thinking, well, how much was that glass? And we got to figure out how to replace that glass. You see, and, 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 and the person with the gift of administration is thinking, well, we got to replace that glass. And not only that, but we got to avoid this from happening again. So we need to rope off this there and there and here and here and make sure that that doesn't happen again. And the next time we see somebody running, we need to have a tackler. That's his ministry. A tackler to tackle them because he might run into the guy with the orange soda. And here we go again. OK, I'm back. The gift of administration. See, they try to organize things. And the person with the gift of giving, they say, hey, I'll pay for the glass. Matter of fact, let's get two glasses. You see, all the gifts are different and they're all necessary and they all work together in the body for the greater good of the body. And every gift is useful and necessary when used in the proper function. Now, we've been talking about, listen to me, saints, we're talking about the gift of mercy. But let me tell you this, every single born-again believer in this room ought to be merciful people. If you agree with that, I want you to clap your hands and say amen. <laughs> ought to be mer- we The gift of mercy, done. Now we're talking about every believer ought to be merciful. Don't you remember in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus is standing or sitting on, on, the, on the mountain. It's called the Sermon on the Mount, and he's preaching the greatest sermon uh, ever preached on how to be happy in this world. And, and everybody wants to be happy, don't they? I mean, Pharrell wrote a song about it. Amen. 
Everybody wants to be happy. So Jesus just steps up on the mountain and he takes a seat. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit. The word blessed, you got your pen? The word blessed means, oh, how happy. Oh, how happy. Psalm 144.15, happy is that person whose God is the Lord. And happy is the man who obeys God's word. Oh, how happy, Jesus says, are the poor in spirit. Oh, how happy are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Oh, how happy are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Oh, how happy are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And then in verse 7 of chapter 5, Jesus said, Oh, how happy are the, anybody know? The merciful. For they shall receive mercy. Listen, every born again believer should be one who shows mercy. Why? Two things. Number one, because Jesus said you'll be happy and blessed if you do. Number two, because every single born again believer in this room has received mercy. Am I right about it? When you became, am I right about it? When you became a Christian, Essentially, you said, God, have mercy on my soul. And he loved you when you didn't love yourself. I'm talking to somebody here. He loved you when you didn't even deserve to be loved. God, have mercy on my soul. He had pity on you and he showed you mercy and he saved you. And we need to be merciful because God was merciful to you. And if you're merciful, then God will show you mercy also. Now, listen, you don't need to have the gift of mercy to show mercy. Did y'all hear me? You don't need to have the gift of mercy to show mercy. Mercy. Watch this. Watch this. Mercy comes from mercy. Y'all didn't get that, did you? Mercy comes from mercy. Our mercy to each other comes from the mercy that we receive from God. So mercy comes from mercy. Now question, if you're not merciful, how do you become a merciful person? Well, the key to become a merciful person is simple. Become a broken person. You need to begin to show mercy when you realize and you will begin to show mercy when you realize the great mercy that God has shown you. Have you ever stopped to think about it? Maybe not. God has been merciful to you. God has blessed you. I don't care if it's not all going right in your life. I don't care if you think, well, I got this wrong and that wrong and this wrong and that wrong and this is wrong and that wrong. Let me tell you something. The fact is you woke up this morning. God was merciful to you. God was merciful to you while you were sleeping. You sleeping on the job. And God is showing mercy. We serve a God who is merciful. God has been merciful to you in every area of your life. God has taken care of you and provided for you. And how many times have you worried about something that was going to happen and it didn't happen because God took care of it another way? Can I get a witness here? And God took care of it another way. That's God's mercy towards you. So, so, so when you realize, this is how it works, when you realize how great and this really ministered to me yesterday while I was sitting, I was sitting in my office while y'all was eating hot dogs and barbecuing. 
Y'all know I'm upset about that. And I'm going to tell you right now. I'm sitting, I'm blessed. I'm sitting in my office and I'm thinking, you know, when you realize how good God has been to you and the mercy that God has shown you, it actually becomes easier for you to show others mercy. It's almost like your kids. You know when your kids get old enough and then they do something and, and, and you go, you know, you might not go as hard on them as you would because you did the same thing when you was that age. Some of y'all ain't telling the truth. You know you're in church. Tell the truth. But 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 because you, you know you did the same thing. So when you realize how great God has been to you and the mercy that God has shown you, then it's easier to show mercy to other people. Here's another question. How do you know if you're a merciful person? Well, that's easy. How do you respond when you hear someone did something that was maybe stupid or they sinned? You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.